doesn't know, it is the first Sunday of Advent, so it's now legit to talk about Christmas and get all Christmassy. And hands up, who's got an Advent calendar already for Thursday? Has anyone started it yet? Yeah, we did have the, have the debate over whether that was okay or not. We, we decided not to. Um, okay, now, because it's the first week of Advent, we're just going to go get the Christmassy spirits flowing, and the girls are going to kick us off with a Christmas quiz. Um, so, for any kids in the room, if you could not do your craft just yet, and if you could come up the front, um, your parents can help you with this, but it's going to be a multiple choice quiz. So we've got A, B or C, and you've got to run or walk um, to the letter of the answer that you think it is. Okay, so if everybody could come up the front, kids-wise. Caleb, Jonah. Oh, well done. That's it. That's it. Oh, brilliant. Samuel, everybody. That's it. Okay, now the girls are going to take over now. Okay, guys. If, you got, if the kids, you guys start at the side and then you can run into the middle. So the first question, according to the classic Christmas song, what ingredient was roasting on an open fire? Is it A, turkey, B, potatoes, or C, chestnuts? And the answer is C. Whoa! In the famous song Jingle Bells, how many horses are leading the sleigh? Is it A, one, two, I mean B, two, or C, four? The questions were A, A, one, B, two, or C, four? And the answer is A, it's one. Wait, wait, can we have a volunteer to sing it, please? Volunteer, Nat, here you go. On a one hope or so. Next question. Which fruity sauce might you serve with a roast turkey? Is it A, blackberry sauce, B, apple sauce, or C, cranberry sauce? And the answer is A. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's C. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong one. Which country created, wait, which country is credited with starting the tradition of having a Christmas tree? Is it A, Canada, B, Germany, or C, Sweden? Ooh. 
And the answer is B. Oh, it's not. Oh. Oh. It's B. It's it's no, it is B. It is B. <laughs> okay, next question. What was the first Christmas song to be broadcasted from space? Is it A, All I Want for Christmas, B, Let It Snow, or C, Jingle Bells? That was very confident. Guys, don't all follow the boys because the boys might be wrong. They were wrong last time. Uh, is everyone in the right in front? Okay. And the answer is C. Jingle bells. Oh, oh. oh it was yeah. that. Sorry. It's not me. It's you. Is it? Oh. What traditionally is hidden in a Christmas pudding? Is it A, a silver coin, B, a Christmas joke, or C, a small jar? Star, a small star. Oh, <laughs> a small, a small jar. <laughs> Children. <laughs> and the answer is a small silver coin. A. Wait, what do you? A. Well done. It's A. Which item is not usually placed on top of the Christmas tree? Is it A. A star. B. A mince pie. C. An angel. And the answer is B, a mince pie. Not the sorry. Because of the time difference, which country celebrates Christmas morning the earliest? Is it A, Finland, B, Canada, or C, New Zealand? Oh, New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand, New Zealand. And the answer is C, New Zealand. <laughs> Next question. In The Snowman, the short animated Christmas film, what colour is the snowman's scarf? Is it A, red, B, brown, or C, oh, B, green, or C, brown? Brown, and then he's got a little. Has everyone made their brown, decision? He's got a little green and purple hat on. It's a brown. No, and the brown. answer is. Green and purple hat. B. I don't know what one brown was. And the last question: What words follow "Silent Night" in the song? Is it A. Hopeful night. B. Ho noisy night. Or C. Holy night. And the answer is C. <laughs> During the talk, we have all handed you some activities. Firstly, you can make a lovely Christmas decoration to go on your tree with the Bible verses we were talking about today. So we made a bauble there, and you can ribbon. Anyway, um, 
Secondly, you can make an Advent tree for the first week of Advent um, with five acts of kindness that you can do with the people around you for all of this week. A few of us will be around, so if you need any help, come and ask us. Well done, girls. That's brilliant. Okay, so now we've done our Christmas burst for November. Um, and yes, and we're on to the first week of Advent. So our service today is going to be about love. Um, you can't have Christmas without love. Love is a word that we use a lot to describe our affection for things. We love our kids. We love our spouses. We love our freedom. We love our toys. We love our pets. We love chocolate. Um, we love our dogs. Some even love cats. <laughs> and we, have, we love a lot of things. And we love so much that there's over 100 number one hits with love in their title. Now, do you ever think that we may have overused the word love so much that we no longer truly know what it is or fully appreciate its value? Well, we spoke to our youth uh, about what they think love is. So here are their responses. Oh, and just while I mention, um, Esther Waring created both videos, um, and she is an absolute wizard at these things, so she deserves a big round of applause. Is it going to come on? Oh, I hope it comes on. It's... I might, I'll carry on and then we can watch it at another point when it comes on. Okay, so this morning we're going to do um, three talks with myself, Betty and Ella, and they're being super brave, and we're going to talk about God's, I'm going to talk about God's love for us. Oh, there we go. Okay, so this morning um, I'm going to talk about God's love for us. Betty will speak about our love for God and Ella's going to finish with the love that we have for others. So let's begin with God's love for us. If you have your Bibles, um, it's really short, but please turn to John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, so whoever believes in him shall not die but have eternal life. 
Now, a verse like this, for those of us who have been in and around Christian circles for a while, has the danger of losing its emphasis. You probably heard John 3.16 and you kind of just switched off a bit. And that, if that's true for you, I would argue that this Advent is a real chance for you to reconnect with that verse in particular. Jesus' arrival, his birth, signifies God's love for us. God showed how much he loves us when he sent Jesus into the world. Now, excuse the poetic license with this next bit. I am using my imagination and interpretation here a bit. But imagine if you, that you are a fly on the wall of heaven. Now, I don't even know if heaven has flies. They're gross, so probably not. But the whole of the Old Testament has happened. And there was loads of pro- prophecies, basically things that were said would happen, that still had not been fulfilled. And God the Father and Jesus the Son are up in heaven. And they're enjoying the incredible things of heaven. They're loving being in unity with one another, hanging out, having fun, and sharing a oneness that you and I can only imagine. And then the two of them look at each other, and they look at creation, and they know the time for them has come to be separated. For Jesus to fulfill all of the prophecies that had been made and be born as a man and live on earth. It's like a parent and a child who share this inseparable bond and unbelievable closeness, and then the child leaves to go on some faraway mission. Except this is a place where conditions would be unbearable, comparatively speaking. Remember, we're talking about the difference between heaven and earth here. And God the Father knows that some of the people on earth would be horrendous to Jesus. And no one would really truly appreciate the unbelievable sacrifice he was making. And then, knowingly, a part of this mission would include torture, crucifixion, and death. And the mission would, include, would also include the depth of love that they once shared with each other, becoming the absolute opposite, hatred. God would turn his back on his son, with whom he shared this unexplainable intimacy with. And knowingly and willingly, God lets him go. Not for Jesus' sake, but for the sake of those who weren't going to appreciate him and would hate him. But he carries it out. That's the depth of love that God has for us, for the people of earth. He knew it was the only way that his relationship could be restored with humanity. So it helps to take an all-familiar verse like, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And contemplate what was really involved in God sending Jesus. He so loved us. And present tense, he so loves us. Now, Christmas can become about a lot of things, can't it? But if it's not about making us uh, think about God's love for us in sending his son to earth for us, then we have completely missed the point. And the lots of amazing joys and freedoms that come out of knowing we are loved And a huge cost was made for us. And that's not to make us feel guilty. That's to make us feel incredibly important and incredibly loved. So do you feel God's love? Do you truly feel and know in your heart how much he loves you? In Romans 5 verse 5, it says, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So what does this mean? Well, God's love poured into your heart is not the same as God's love proven to your mind. God's love 
poured into your heart is a real heart experience of being loved by God. God's love proven to your mind is the result of a logical conclusion or the conclusion of an argument with or without the sweetness of feeling that love by God. So in other words, you can know in your head some things from an argument that you don't feel in your heart. For example, you might argue, the Bible says, God so loved the world. I am part of the world, therefore God loves me. That's one way of knowing you are loved by God. Or you might go further and say, God told his disciples, greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. I am one of his friends. Um, oh, sorry. Sorry, I've lost my page. I'm one of his friends because I follow him and keep his commandments. Therefore, Christ loves me with the greatest love. This is a way of knowing in your head you are loved. But this is not what Romans 5 verse 5 is talking about. Romans 5 verse 5 says, Hope does not put us to shame because God has poured, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. This is a spirit-given experience of God's love, not a logical conclusion from an argument. It's something poured out. It's something felt in the heart, known in the way that the heart knows. It's the difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge. Now, if you think you have the head knowledge of God's love, but it's not in your heart, well, he wants you to know that sweetness. He wants you to enjoy this gift, the outpouring of God's love into your heart because it's a real love and a true love that he has for you. A love that the world cannot give. So going back to John 3, 16, he gave his one and only son for you. So do we know what love is? Yes, we can know what love is. When we look to what God did for us and when we spend time with God, asking the Holy Spirit that we might feel that outpouring of God's love into our hearts. And I pray that the Christmas story and Christ's birth is revealed afresh to us this Advent as the incredible act of love that it was. So let's set aside time this Advent to make sure that God's love for us is not just head knowledge, but it's heart knowledge too. And now let's give, it, give Betty a huge welcome to continue our talk. Goodness, well, oh, I'm on, oh, hello, okay, okay, not used to one of these things, feel a bit like Madonna, but you know, it's fine. Right, so we've heard Lids talk about God's love for us, and now I'm going to talk to you about our love for God. So first of all, let's turn to Matthew 22, verse 37. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So I don't know about you, but like, what does it look like to love God with all your heart, soul, and minds? I mean, how do we do that in everyday life, on a daily basis, on an hourly basis? And how are we getting on with it? Life is busy, right? 
like things constantly get in the way. The bombardment of distractions continuously wants and has our attention. And for me, it diverts my focus away from we really need it. And it diverts our attention from him, from the Lord our God. And especially at Christmas, it's so easy for us to get distracted, for our attention to be pulled away from the miraculous birth of Christ. Now, one of my favourite things about Christmas is like the post-dinner cheese board. You know, you've, you've had your Christmas dinner, your turkey, your stuffing, and in my house, that's when we've already had our pudding, we've had our Christmas pudding, chocolate orange cake, legendary. And then comes out the cheese board. And this is where I get extremely excited with what feels like the endless amounts of cheeses and breads and grapes. But this isn't Christmas. And I also love the day that you put up your Christmas decorations and, you know, everyone's in the Christmas mood and the tree's up and the star's on top and everything just feels great. But this isn't Christmas either. I love all these things, and I'm sure you guys do too. And that's completely fine. It's okay for us to love these treats and traditions. But these aren't Christmas. At this time of Advent, it's so easy to let these things distract us from the truth of why we really celebrate this time of year. Imagine if we strip Christmas right back, and this Advent we truly see what Christmas is all about the total act of God's love. If you feel like you've lost the understanding of God's love for you, spend time this Advent seeking him, actively seeking his love this Christmas and worshipping him. Going back to the verse, the Bible doesn't go, love him a bit with your heart, a portion with your soul, and you know, about half your mind. No. I don't think it would have been put in there if it said that. (laughs) It says, love him with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. It's such a tough commandment, but Jesus gives it to us because he knows that there are so many other distractions competing for our our thoughts. That's why it's the first and the greatest. And he knows that if we ultimately love him with all our heart, soul, and mind, and we put him not first just for this advent but forever that we will be fulfilled in the love that God has for us and the love that we have for God but you might say it's all well and good knowing this Bessie but you know how do we actually do this how do we love him with everything we have and everything we are on this daily basis first of all we need to know that we can't do this on our own We can't do this on our own because we're human beings. Our sinful nature makes it impossible to love like this on our own. We depend on God's love because he is love. And like John writes in his his gospel, we love because he first loved us. 1 John 4.19 God's love for us is the key to us loving him. In the book of Galatians, the fruits of the Spirit appear. And guess what one of the fruits is? Love. This means that to truly love with all of our heart, soul, and mind, we need the Holy Spirit. 
Therefore, we need to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to develop his love in our lives. Some ways we can do this are to dedicate time to him and to actively seek him in this time. You could start a devotional. I'm reading a great 365-day devotional called Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. I love these devotionals because they're only a small page of A5 reading, yet I can get so much out of them before the day is even begun. They don't take long. Some days I read them just before I get ready for school, and certain words will stand out to me about the day that lies ahead and the challenges and joys that await me. It's so small, yet it's so encouraging. You could also just whack some worship music on while you walk to the bus stop or while you're on the train to work or even just before you head out to school. All of these things, whether we realise them or not, are bringing us closer to God and allowing our hearts to love him like the Bible tells us to, with the help of the Spirit, with all our heart, soul and mind. So this Advent, Let's give God the time that he's worthy of and see how our love grows for him this Christmas. Now, Ella. Right, so Liz spoke about God's love for us. Betty spoke about our love for God, and now I'm going to talk about our love for others. First of all, if you turn your Bible Bible to John chapter 15, verses 12 to 13, Jesus says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. I suspect that God hasn't called many of us to actually die in place of our friends, but he has definitely called called all of us to serve and love others as if they were more important than ourselves, and not just our friends, but everyone we come in contact with. I always remember mum telling us, telling the story about when my sister, Sophie, (laughs) when we was walking through town, we was only young at the time, so say up half of primary school maybe, we were walking downtown and stopped off at a coffee shop called Muffin Break. I don't know if some of you know where that is. Um, uh, where am I? And we left to pay and saw, our mum saw some muffins and she wanted to get some, of course. So, long story short, the man behind the till offered us eight muffins for the price of one. <laughs> and when we walked over the bridge, Sophie said to mum, can we share them? And mum said, of course, and off Soph went and gave them out to the homeless. And this, to me, shows how much we need to have more of serving and loving the ones who aren't the same as us or who we don't know. This can be tough. It's easy to love people that you like or who are are nice or from the same background as you. It's easy to love people who are polite and treat you well, but this isn't what Jesus is asking us. He wants us to love the people that we don't like or we find hard to love too. The people who are rude to us or the people who couldn't be more different to us. He is asking us to love those who can be difficult to love too. But we are those difficult people to love at some points in our lives, but God still loves us. As Lydia has talked about, regardless of how grumpy we are or what we've done wrong, we haven't learned that love from God. And in the same way, we should love those around us including those who haven't earned it because God loves us.
This could include many things, but a couple of more important ones than others, like checking up on the people who we might not want to check up on, but end up getting something good out of it by giving that person someone to be able to talk to or someone to be able to go to find someone to be listened to. Another one could be meeting up with someone who we don't class as a friend or probably someone we know of. Although we don't speak or often speak to this person, it would do good for you and them to meet up and talk about things. These are things we need to do to show how much we love others without thinking about how much we like them or how much we know them. As a youth, we felt God speak to us to base today's service around God's love for all of you. With that, we also should think about the people around us and how God would want us to share his love for them. As Libby spoke about a few weeks ago, we are the hands and feet of Jesus and we are called to do his work. The thing is, God has put us all in unique situations and places. He knew that people we would be connecting with or rubbing shoulders with and he put us exactly where we are to show, them, to show his love to them. You can probably all think of that person, that's that person right now. So ask him to help you do it. Ask him to show you how. Pray for the people around you who don't, yet, who don't yet know God's love and ask God to show you how best they might receive God's love. Let's use this time of Advent to focus us, to pray and to put God's love into action by loving those around us. Thank <laughs> you.